Just a quick disclaimer before we begin, the views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the guests and do not reflect the opinions of the podcast or its sponsors. Also, the following podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children. How you feeling tonight, everybody? There we go. Tables will give you a treat. Dreidels to spin in. Lock your Hey! While we are playing, the candles are burning low. Once for each night, they will shed their sweet light to remind us of days long ago. They will share their sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Yeah! How's everybody feeling tonight? Feeling good? Yeah! Where'd you get that jacket? I hope you kept the receipt, my friend. Hey, Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Buy expensive presents, hey, don't be a snorer. Gather round the table, we'll catch about Trump. Welcome to the kibitz room. Oi, what a dump! While we're complaining, pastrami is being prepared. At the end of the night, you will all take a bite. If you're a germaphobe, you're probably scared. Moshe Kasher is entertaining. God bless him. Michael Showalter is hardly a schlump. The Living Sisters will sing, we'll do the pastrami thing, and don't worry, one bite won't make you plump. But oi, what a dumb! Yeah! Welcome to the world-famous Kibitz Room at Cantor's Deli in the Caskill Mountains. I am your host, Dan Crane, and, and this is... I am your other host, Jessica Chaffin. That was a Dan Crane original. Let's give it up for Dan Crane. Thank you very much. We are delighted to be here this evening. Thank you for coming. Thanks so much. Uh, this is everybody is... getting some nosh? Did you get a little nosh? Yeah. Fabulous. Varying degrees of success. I hear the latkes went like hot potato pancakes. What? <laughs> they did, actually. We reordered yeah. them about four I know, times. I didn't get a latke. They heard there was a free nosh, and boy, did they take advantage yeah. of it. They wouldn't be kibitz listeners if they didn't. Absolutely not. Um, we are delighted. This is our live episode. This is live. This is being recorded live, and then we'll go on the internet, so... It won't be live when people listen to it. No, that's not how it works. But that's what happens with live things. They come and they disappear. <laughs> they come and they go. Much like our jokes. Fe- it's called ephemeral. The word, yeah, <laughs> the word exactly. is ephemeral. Um, we have had a great season. We want to thank everyone that's listened to the show. Uh, we've covered all kinds of topics. All, all two of them, I guess. So we've got two listeners here tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. And again, the people that came for the sandwiches. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad everybody's a winner tonight. Um, and we've had some great themes that we covered this year. Yeah, we had uh, atheism. Jewish atheism. A guy yelled at me, told me I was not Jewish, just it, repeatedly shouted at me. And then great. Dan told him he wasn't an atheist. And yeah. surprise, surprise, the conversation went nowhere. Yeah. Just like religious debate over all the centuries. Um, and we had a great immigrants episode. And then we, we're going to end the season with, of course, our death episode. The death. 
how everything ends for the holidays um we are delighted uh we've got a great lineup we've yeah, got Moshe Kasher's co- is coming out in a little bit michael showalter is michael here, Showalter is here. chat about his time in the catskills yeah the living sisters uh, living sisters will perform and then um, what's, we got a sandwich coming. And there's a pastrami sandwich. You are all going to be part of setting a world record for something to do, something untoward to do with a pastrami sandwich. Yeah. And Dan Roman will explain, He'll explain it all, in how many ways you're going to violate this sandwich and yeah. in how many seconds. It's but we won't know till it's later. It's being built right now, piece by piece, lovingly, by the Cantor staff. Um, um, so it's going to be delicious. The, we have to thank. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We our, sponsors. Our, our sponsors. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't be able to do our show without our sponsors. So, uh, Jess, tell us about our sponsors. Um, our show tonight is brought to you by the following. Uh, it's brought to you by Reboot, a cultural Jewish organization that strives to make Jewish identity seem cool. <laughs> um, and I think it, it really... Is it working? It's, I mean, it's, come on. It's, if Do this dress cool? doesn't say... If a pair of black pantyhose don't say everything, I don't know what does. Um, I'm wearing underneath... Uh, truly a terrific organization doing outreach in loads of communities um, and and we are part of that organization don't worry no one here will be forced to convert it's to not like Scientology yeah. we want to thank New Roots, New Roots. and their um, initiative which is the Infinite Light um, initiative is that yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and they help sponsor this evening. So those are the people you want to thank for the for the potato pancakes. Yeah, give them a round of applause. I think that's worth a round of applause. And what is what is giving light mean, Jess? What does no, that's that mean infinite exactly? light. And then oh, right. Reboot has an initiative called Giving Light, oh, right. um, which is actually pretty great. And what it is is that you're supposed to pick a day of Hanukkah, uh, one of the eight days. And I suppose. Uh, if if, that, if Hanukkah wasn't your thing, you could just pick a day during the holiday period where you give light to someone else in their life, whatever that means to you. In my case, I met a woman in the bathroom this evening, this is true, who informed me that she was residentially challenged. I will tell you, I sent her home with four sandwiches. In a to-go, I'm probably getting in trouble with the staff for this. I sent her home with four sandwiches. That was before she told me she was residentially challenged. Huh. I was able to make a guess before she told sure, me. It was, it was clear. So I decided maybe she might want a couple of free sandwiches. And you know what? Now I'm done. Yeah, I've given done, light. Your light has been given. I'm going to light my menorah and I'm going to just yeah. cuddle up room. in my cozy house and watch The Crown for the rest of the holiday period. Yeah. Smooth sailing for the rest of so the year. So I encourage you for the rest of the year. So I encourage everyone to be just as generous as I was this evening with fair Candace. Um... I think that's yeah. That's yeah, it for the let's sponsors. bring on our first act. Oh, do, we do you have... want to talk about the? Uh, don't we have a quiz? A Yiddish? Quiz? Oh, I have a I have a Yiddish right, quiz. So we're gonna do a quick uh, yeah. Yiddish quiz. How to many get people, people started. Don't people worry, more free stuff. If your if your energy's flagging, yeah, uh, there's more free stuff. Who's fluent in Yiddish here? Is anyone? Show of hands. Where's Noam Tromi? I know he knows yeah. Yiddish. All right, what do you got? What do you got on this Yiddish quiz? I got um, prizes over here. here all right, we have a couple of great prizes. That piano player is terrific. He's really Dan. good. I don't know where you got him. I, well, he was he was cheap. <laughs> is he like uh, that assistant Dan or what, what's the assistant that they keep emailing me? <laughs> They're like, do you want a virtual assistant? I feel like this is the virtual piano player version of, of that. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so what we're gonna do? We'll just do a couple of warm ups. Everybody, a couple that everybody knows. Just shout them out. And then we'll get into the more difficult stuff, and we have some prizes for for people that. Or actually, just shoot your hand up if you know the answer. Just shout oi. Yeah. If you well, know the answer. They're going to be easy, so the whole room will lose. But that's okay. 
Um, okay. Abyssal. See, I told you they don't talk. They All don't right, know. See? They don't have any manners, these people. No, there's no manners. They're Jews. They're Jews. You can't teach manners. You have to get it what you can. Who, who said a little first? All right. Well, that was the hand that went up, but I yeah. didn't hear it. It was that guy that said Where's it was the glasses, notepad? wasn't oh, yeah. it? Lisa, you want to give them a note? Someone in the back. All right. And you, you have one? You got to speak What up. is it, Lisa? A pair of post-it notes. A set of post-it notes that say... Oi to the world. Oi to the world. Terrific. I don't get it. All right, Zoftig, Zoftig, Zoftig. I think the word me. I think it's heavy is the appropriate way to I put had a friend that, that, that Some said... Some people consider it a compliment. I'll just let you know that I've taken it as a compliment once or twice. Uh, my, uh, on my old keyboardist, not this one playing now, but he, he always used to say that Zoftig means pretty in, in Yiddish. Well, that's a man of particular tastes. Uh, Bupkis, I'm looking for the real literal translation of this. Go further. What does it really mean? Go further. You know again? That's right. To the goy, a second set of post-it notes. No, a notepad. All right, let's move on to our biggest, our biggest prize of the night, which is already <laughs> give it up. All right, uh, this is a whole phrase. Anybody who gets this. Uh, gets also a notepad. As de booby volt, as de booby volt gestad, bedem volt zegeven mein zede. Anyone? Anyone? Wait, there's someone in the back. That fluent person? No? What do you say? What do you say? What was that? Say it again? If my grandmother. That's right! Wow. If my grandmother had balls, she'd be my grandfather. I say it all the time, but just not in Yiddish. Um, thank you so much for playing to our contestants. Yeah, that's fabulous. All right. Um, all right, should we bring out our first guest? Let's bring out our first our guest. Our first Are you entertainer first of the evening. Um, he's, uh, he's got a, a new Netflix special coming out uh, if, if in the spring. If this were really the Catskills, he would be the headliner of the, of the year, for sure. Oh, absolutely. With a name like this. I mean, it doesn't get any Jewer than, Jewier than this man's name. He has, a, he has a Comedy Central show. Yeah, and he's got this next Netflix special coming out with his wife, Natasha Leggero, uh, in the spring. Uh, he's a huge, huge success in Only Climbing. Yeah. And, you know... There's another piece about him that people don't, uh, maybe... What's that? Well, you know, he's terrific, but his brother's a rabbi. His brother's a rabbi? Not bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Moshe Kasher! Moshe Kasher! Hi, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, barely a response. You really are a room full of Jews. Very cool. Busy thinking of yourselves, I assume. Uh, how's the holiday going, everyone? Good. I got, a, uh, I got an envelope from our neighbor the, uh, yesterday. We got a, we got a, 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 a card with a uh, stamp on it that said, Merry Christmas, not holiday. It said, they're aware that we're Jews. And they stamped that on the envelope of the Jewish family that they dropped the holiday. Anyway, it's just nice to know anti-Semitism is alive and well in the east side of Los Angeles. Woo, woo, strange thing to woo at. I will definitely, I hope that the mic pick, I know there's a live podcast, a Jew just wooed for anti-Semitism on the east side. That, and the east side, just so you know, if you're listening, is the most hipster part of Los Angeles. And the fact that a Jew just ironically wooed anti-Semitism 
is the coolest, most fucking disaffected thing I have ever heard. I am a, I am a hipster myself. I don't mind it. I, like you, ma'am, I, I identify... <laughs> I self-identify as a hipster. I don't. I don't find that to be an insult. A lot of people think that's an insult. I don't. Why would I? Why is that an insult? I look fucking. I'm awesome. I get. I like. I like butter that is churned by hand by white people. I like that. I don't like when people ask me if my glasses are real. Have you ever gotten that? Are your glasses real? Have you ever heard? Are they real? What do you mean? Are they real? They're right. Fuck. They're right here. What are we talking about? I'm saying are you doing like a weird fad, like a fake an effect. No, I, I can't see. I'm a disabled person. <laughs> You don't go up to people in wheelchairs like, come on, guy, are you serious? <laughs> Sitting there all cool and shit, fucking rollout poser. Fun crowd. I, um, I'm a Jew myself. Moshe Kasher is my name. I'm a, about as Jewy a name as you get, as they said. Uh, nice intro, always a good intro. Better when it's Jews saying that, you know what I mean? I, I opened for the late, great Patrice O'Neill uh, once, many years ago when I first started, and he, uh, he said, he goes, when they came on stage, he goes, Moshe Kasher, your name might as well be Jewish Jewish. <laughs> Background is very Jewy. Very, very, well, see, it's, a bit, it's a bit schizophrenic. Oh, very cool that you're talking during my set. Again, a disaffected no answer to hello, everyone, and full volume conversations. <laughs> disinterested in my craft. It's like being at home with my mother right now. <laughs> this is very cool. She's deaf, but she pays more attention to my comedy than you do, ma'am. Um, my parents are deaf. People know that about me. That is true, that my parents are deaf. I, they cannot hear. Uh, yep, that's a nice audio cue for the deaf. They cannot hear. Neither of them can hear. Uh, Got, they got, div got divorced very young. Uh, well, they got divorced at a regular age. I was very young. I was a year old when my parents divorced. My mother took me from where we were living in Brooklyn, New York, and moved us to where I was to grow up, my hometown of Oakland, California. That's where I'm from. The like that joke a lot. Uh, although, due to the effects of gentrification, the gunshot noise makes decreasing sense every time I go back for a visit. Now it's more like I'm from Oakland. Latte? Surprised the anti-Semitism person didn't woo for gentrification as well. <laughs> oh, very cool. Almost had a trifecta. We almost have bingo tonight. Uh, my parents, uh, my, my father got very religious. When, when my mother left my father, we moved to Oakland. We grew up in Oakland, very poor. We grew up on welfare, Jews on welfare. Very rare, very, very rare. If you can catch me, I'll grant you a wish, but I'm very tricky. <laughs> Very tricky. Any other welfare people here? Why am I asking? Of course not. I, uh, oh, really? Yeah? Well, how old are you, person clapping? 40. 40 area. Yeah, no, I get that. I just, I was only asking because you're from the, you're from the real, the, the genuine part of welfare. I don't know if you know this. It's actually very upsetting what's happening now with welfare. They have made the food stamp no longer is it a stamp. It is a, an EBT card. It's a anonymous looking EBT card so that nobody knows that you're on welfare when you go. It's fucking bullshit. It's upsetting to people like us who grew up in the, in the, when it was a real piece of currency. It was a, it was a piece of, it was a, it was larger than a dollar bill, like a Confederate note, like MC Hammer's face was on the front of the 20. My mom's this like fucking hippie progressive Jews, like no shame in her welfare game at all at the store fucking making it rain on the cashier as I'm shrinking in shame behind my, it might as well have been the WB frog leaping out of my mom's purse like welfare, look over there, they can't afford food. 
So in the meantime, my father got very religious. So my mother and I and my my, my brother were, were she's uh, we're there or she's deaf in she's deaf. Okay, I'm just trying to establish everything. Okay, she's deaf in California. Uh, I'm in California too. I'm deaf in a different way. I think I'm black and. Uh, <laughs> And, but even before that, you know, very progressive hippie, hippie vibes, you know, t- t- a lot of like anti, you know, uh, disability rights protests and anti-war protests and like, uh, you know, uh, um, I remember a very visceral memory of being three years old. My mother put me on her shoulder and walked me down to the Civic Center in San Francisco to this huge pro-choice rally. I'm like, Mom, I'm fucking three years old. This issue is very close to the bone for me. I just got here. She's looking longingly at a safe and legal picture. <laughs> anyway, I um, uh, got you. Very cool. My dad's super religious, though. In my in my in my absence, my dad moved. He got he he. Uh, we came from we come from Hasidic stock, but my dad, in my absence, uh, he 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 did tshuva and he became religious again. He became a member of a. He married into a uh, this uh, group of Hasidic Jews known as the Satmar Hasidim, who are the most extreme of all Hasidic Jewish groups. Let me fucking say that again, in case you didn't hear what I just said. Of all the weird bearded Amish penguin-looking folk you might have seen on film and TV or directly outside of this. This particular deli. I don't always do this joke at Cantor's, just so you know. My dad chose to join up with the group of them that is the most outside the margins of society. This would be like being among the most diabetic shoppers at Walmart. It's very intense. My dad got super religious. I got family in my family. There are people who speak with Eastern European accents who are third generation American. I'm not making a joke. That is the truth. I one time had a conversation with my cousin Shmilu, uh, who I assume is not listening because I'm not sure podcasts are legal. He, uh, he said to me, he had a deep, dark secret. He's like, I've got a secret I want to tell you. I, cause I was like this like non-religious black sheep. He's like, I got to tell you my deep secret. And I was like, what's up? You gay? You gay. You got to be your gay. Tell me you're gay. He's like, I've always wanted to be gay. Gay? Is it gay? A lawyer. That was his shameful secret. I'm not kidding. That's how fucking religious they are, that it would be a shameful secret for a Jew to become a lawyer. I got this. We, he lived in a neighborhood called Seagate in Brooklyn, at the southern tip of Brooklyn. If you don't know how to uh, where that is, I'll explain. If you take the F train to the last possible stop, you get off, you walk past the projects, past uh, Coney Island, past the people of color, through a gate, through a time portal to pre-Nazi Europe... <laughs> You'll then arrive in Seagate. I mean, people in Seagate spoke Yiddish as a first language. Y- the kids, the children were Yiddish speakers. Fucking Yiddish? I don't know Yiddish. I'm some secular kid from from Oakland. Like, I, I'm just like, they would greet me. I would answer back like, uh, ha, 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 and hope that nobody noticed I wasn't using actual language. I got, I got, I, I got a lot of, um, Secrets, though. You get a lot of arcane secrets when you're that deep in the game. You know what I mean? I got, I mean, that's deep, deep in the game. And by the way, there's so, uh, the, my family on that side of the, the just so you, you should definitely Google the Satmar Hasidim because they are, they are a trip. Uh, but my family, my, one of my uncles is, it was a, a fugitive from the law for what they call Jewish lightning, setting his own warehouse on fire for insurance money. Not a joke, a real fact. He absconded to Brazil and was living on the lam, and the FBI caught him and put him in prison. Recently, my half-sister told her uh, my, uh, our grandfather that she was dating a non-Jew, and that felon sh- was like, how could you bring this shame on the family? <laughs> Just to contextualize where we're at. But you get a lot of good secrets, you know? You get a lot of, what's up? You get a lot of good secrets. You guys ready for a final little dirty secret? I know you are. 
you guys, well, you guys know it's a bunch of Jews here. But you guys know some of the secrets that we don't like to talk about among Gentiles. You know, like the, uh, the you, we all know that Jews ejaculate molten gold. You all know that, of course, right? <laughs> You know that, right? That's the thing that we all know. We all talk about that secretly at the meeting and stuff. That's cool. And then molten on a re- on a regular day, just on a regular orgasm, not not a very exciting night. It actually it actually can become like a like a stream of gold coins, like a an old Filipino lady put her last coin in the slot machine, like yay jackpot, ching 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 ching. I don't mean ching 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 like a weird racist sound because she was Filipino. I mean like the onomatopoeia of what's actually happening in the joke, right? That's actually guys. I don't know if that's the real money shot, uh, but it hurts much more than they talk about. Uh, listen, you can laugh or not, but that was a money shot joke made out of actual money okay that was a double entendre jizz joke that was one of the most sophisticated cum jokes that has ever that is both highbrow and lowbrow at the same that unibrow very thematically appropriate in a room full of jews with body hair issues this is so that's on a regular night right so it's a but it's a molten like what's on the inside of a thermometer you like quicksilver but not that quick dog you know what i'm talking about because i fuck for a long time and satisfy women sexually every single time anyway that's what i'm talking about no but that's that's what it is it's molten gold and what we, we do is we will you just spray that into the jew womb and uh, that's I didn't go to medical school uh, but that's a, that's what they call it there and the Jew womb she'll then get she gets heavy with your child we, we all this is not new information right Dude, everybody knows about this this is physiologically just what is reality uh, she gets heavy with your child she gives birth about nine months later to a golden cherub statue because we don't have live birth because we're reptilian people and uh, we will take the statue and put it up on a shelf just to admire it for a while right at the end of eight days you bring the cherub statue off the shelf drop it on the floor if it lives it's a baby. If not, it's chocolate. And that is the story of Hanukkah, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have been fantastic. I've loved every second of you. May you have a, a wonderful Chag, all of you. Chag Sameach and Merry Hanukkah, not Christmas or something. Good night. Love Shakasha, ladies and gentlemen. What what a chaste touch that was, Moshe. Thank you so much. Uh, Moshe Kasher, how fabulous is he? He's the best. And the Jewish. Best a Jewish, nice Jewish comedian. Boy. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. You know his brother's a rabbi. I know. So you told me. They were, they were very big in the last season of the Kibbutz, if anybody wants to yes, go through the Kasher archives. Ver, Kasher versus Kasher. They get, you know, uh, the they go They get on bo- the same side of an issue, and they talk about it yeah. the whole time. And if you think Moshe is funny... <laughs> You should hear his brother, the rabbi. <laughs> um, our next guest uh, has a... Lo- well, you, you want to introduce him? Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of... He's one of America's premier Jews right now. Yes, he's just, he is. He's having a very big year. Uh, he uh, directed a movie called The Big Sick. Anybody see Did people see this? <laughs> I think it was the best movie. movie. It was a- Loved that movie. America uh, may get to decide it was the best movie of the year. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find uh, out soon. Yeah. He's a co-creator of Search Party, which is a great show. Terrific uh, show. I love the show. Somebody. If you're not watching, you really should be. Yeah, because somebody might be on it. So yeah. I'm not going to say. Um, you're not going to. I'm say not going to say. Uh, also, he is one of the co-writers and uh, stars of one of my favorite films of all time, and the whole series. It's on Netflix. Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> Uh, our friend Michael Showalter is going to come out and talk to us about his... T- he has a lot of connections to the Catskills, which is maybe creepy or maybe great. We're going to find out together. Uh, and they inspired his character, Alan Shemper, from uh, from Wet Hot. Yeah, now that's a comedian. That's a comedian. Alan Shemper. That's Chemper. a comedian. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Showalter. Uh. 
Hi, guys. Um, we're delighted that you're here. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. So... You have many connections to the Catskills. Right. Yes, I do. From childhood up into adulthood, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it seems that way. Yeah. So you've been to several Catskills resorts. Is that like, and would you say it's oh, fair yeah. to say you have a fascination with the Catskills? Well, I, um, I went to the, uh, how many of you have been to the, how many of you out there have been to the Catskills? Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. And have you been to a, one of the, one of the uh, resorts? That's that's a lot. So that's just lot. Dri- so just driven to Albany. That really is a lot. Is that really because, all that was? Well, that really is a lot because um, the 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 Catskills uh, resort phenomenon. Have you been? I I've been in the Catskills, but not. Have to you a, been to the phenomenons? No. Well, it was uh, it was a huge deal in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Um, and it's it's sort of fallen on on. I guess you could say hard times. It's just sort of a, something of a bygone era. Yes. Where uh, it's where many of the Jew, Jewish... Jews uh, needed fresh air. People on the East Coast go, would yeah. go in the summer and have their vacations. And... Uh, Dan did a whole... Well, it was Dan affordable. And I. Yeah. Did a whole episode did a whole about, thing it. about it. Yeah. Oh, so you know all this. Um, we know so all Dan knows all about it, but, but we've never lived it. Yeah, we never. And we're it. really curious about. We didn't really talk about what it felt like to be in those places and what you're. Exp- and also, you must have experienced it based on your age at a time when it was mm. on the decline. Oh well, yeah, yeah. No, I went to the. <laughs> how dirty was the? You saved yourself on that. That's the first I thing like, I want to know. How old do you think? Because like based <laughs> on your age, based on your age, when it was at its height. I was surprised that you that you would even be. Been based on your age. I went to the Concord Hotel. Uh-huh. And you've been, you've been a lot. Yeah, so I went to the Concord Someone Hotel. Someone had their probably know reception each other, there, he says. I went to the Concord Hotel uh, probably in 1980 uh, when I was 25 years old. <laughs> I went to the Concord great. Hotel you in 1980, great. and uh, we spent uh, like a week there over the winter. And um, Oh, in the winter? In the winter, because I skied too. We went out there, we were skiing, and um, it was bizarre. And I remember that they had Space Invaders with that thing that you rolled. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Sure. It wasn't buttons. It, it was, was just like this a joy ball, ball. This ball, ball yeah. that yeah, you yeah, just yeah. rolled it yeah. like a crazy person. Yeah, very dirty, those balls. And very dirty, <laughs> And I remember that the The pool, 13-year-old girls would like to thank all of you boys for playing Space Invaders for all the hours that you did. <laughs> what do you mean? When I was 13, luckily the boys played a lot of Space Invaders. Oh, because you're saying, because of this Yeah, action. you got that wrist nice yeah. and strong. Yeah, yeah. I'm demonstrating. Well, I apologize. For those, for those who are listening. Dirty? <laughs> perfect for... Your parents had sex and, and that's like, how you were born. Perfect for stimulating your... Like all no, that space invaders young came boys in have handy when wrists. we were when we were giving each other when we were fingering you. Well, it was yeah. probably very helpful. Probably more helpful. That was like, what I was alluding to, but it was probably more like, helpful for your masturbation. You're like, yeah, I'm getting... <laughs> oh, I, oh, that, oh, Strengthening oh, your wrist. I oh, was I talking about were, fingering. I was. That, yeah. that is what you I were was, talking yeah. about. Yeah. So it's like, you're being fingered, and you're like, yeah. hey, you I must play like, a lot uh, of Space Invaders <laughs> with the... Let's just say you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. Between a guy you met in an arcade and a guy you met... You're like, I played yeah. a lot a of Space Invaders. I did a lot of that. It didn't translate. It didn't help out. No. You're, you're like, and, it was, and if it was a bad one, you're like, huh, you're a Frogger guy, aren't you? 
Because like the Frogger one was like all this, like yeah. Frogger's just that. Fro- but Frogger dexterity, a lot of dexterity involved yeah. with Frogger. Yeah. Endurance. Yes. And f- and chasing a spot that's hard to find. Yeah. yeah. In any event. In any wait, event. Wait, wait, wait. So there you were. So right. were playing Play Space Invaders. Right. And then, uh, and then the only, really the only other thing I remember about it, well, I remember that there was this sort of like, the kids, it was like Peter Pan. Like we were just like running wild in the Concord Hotel. It was like, we got to the Concord Hotel and then like I said goodbye to my parents and then I didn't see them again for four days or something like that. That was perfect for Which them. Which now for that them. you're a parent great. sounds wonderful, doesn't it? What's that? Oh, yeah. Now that oh, you're a parent, God. yeah. Absolutely. And then, cut to, uh, I'm a, a freshman in college. It's this, uh, the uh, summer after my freshman year at, at NYU. 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 Oh, yeah. a very prestigious university. But not, not at that time. No. Not really? at that time. No. Was it ever no. not? Oh, yeah. I no, don't I mean, think that's the, the, true. Uh, no, no, no. You, well, no, no. Martin Scorsese had matriculated. I know, but that's the, that's the film school. I um, see. Tish, I, undergrad? Tish Arts and Science. Yeah, fabulous. Um, and uh, I wouldn't be disappointed if I were your mother. Yeah, she was pretty disappointed. At that time, maybe. Is your brother a doctor? I don't have a brother. But oh, your sister? Know. No, my sister went to Yale. Yes, oh, exactly. Well, so yeah. then your mother was My was sister right. went to Yale and was like Phi Beta, Phi Beta Kappa before you were even allowed to be Phi Beta. Oh, right. So they were just happy you were in school. I, it, it was yes, <laughs> literally. Like I got in somewhere. And, and if you could afford, if you're like willing to go there, they'll and pay, they'll let you get in. I believe like, you. Like like yeah. in, in, in this time, it was not hard to get in. I'm not sure it's still. I don't, it's a big school. It's easy yeah. to go there. It's like. But t- Tish is not a big school though. That's yeah, the specialty it is actually, program. No, but it's not. It's not. If if you want to, if if you, if you <laughs> do you want to say anything nice about yourself no, or are you just no. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm telling the truth. Like, if you're like a senior in high school and you're like, can you know at 17 that you want to be a filmmaker? How many of those kids are still in the business? The undergrads? None of them. None of them. Family like, money. Give me a break. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so no. there so you were. You're at first year. Well, there you were with yeah. nothing to do at the world's worst university yeah. in the country's <laughs> best, best city. I didn't say it's the world's worst. I didn't say it's the worst. I'm only saying that at that time. No classes, no curriculum. Um, so you got an internship. I got an internship mm-hmm. at, at the Ha Network. Ha the Ha Network. Anyone? Somebody, somebody remembers the Anyone? One. Somebody probably ran the Ha Network back then. Now, we've actually <laughs> skipped over the fact that one of my mother's best friends, when I was, you know, when I was in elementary school or middle school, I can't remember, wrote the movie Dirty Dancing. Oh! Any Dirty Dancing fan? Oh, your mother's Eleanor, friend! Eleanor Bergstein. Eleanor Bergstein. Wow. Um, wow. Is that the only thing she ever wrote? I'd love you to say she also wrote Sophie's Choice. <laughs> she, I think she did write one other movie, but that was her big thing. That she I'd wrote. love to believe she was just like an was, anthropologist. Was, uh, and it's her true story. That's, that's, she, it's an autobiographical story. So she had an affair with the Goyesha dance teacher at the... Maybe. I think yeah. the main thing is just that, that, that's, that, that the counselors at the, or that the staff at this country club, this, this uh, Catskills country club, we're into dirty dancing. <laughs> and that, um, and for those of you that are too young to know this, it set off a huge craze. 
Um, Dirty Dancing was all the rage after that movie. Like, the thing was. you did at parties after that movie came out was you'd play like a, a you know, it was an George Michael grind. song and you would, let's, Dirty Dance. Right? Yeah. Oh, so now right? who wants to talk Am about right? grinding, right. Michael? Like the Latin, the, what was the I Latin? Got, I, um, the I got Lombata. in trouble for the talking Lombata. about space invaders. Listen to you two. <laughs> yeah. The Lombada. Oh, the yes, Lombada. But like, Dirty Did you ever try to hold a girl up in a creek? And and did she or did she not fall on you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but didn't you do like dirty dancing when you like your friends and I? You'd get my together? sexual history ha- has been cl- shut down by the panel, so we're not going to talk about Come that on. anymore. What? Because we no, made please. fun of you? Because um, did I take horseback that- riding at camp, Michael? Yes, I did. If that if that's the question, of course, that's what people did at socials. Yeah, you dirty yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah dirty that dance. was an excuse they yeah. put on the soundtrack. <laughs> Um, and and hopefully the boys wore dark jeans. <laughs> yeah. They were never dark enough, I'm afraid. Never dark yeah. enough. It's so embarrassing to be, pre, be a teenage boy. Isn't they it? need to be pre-ejaculated yeah, just, in, like, you, the, the pants need to be the color of post-ejaculation. I would just, I would come in wet jeans. You, only, you, you guys only wore cream-colored right, jeans right, or, all the time. Right, or cream yeah. Yeah, or just khakis come in, were the I worst. Think you come in what wet about jeans? the poor That's people the that worked at the camp it. laundry? Isn't that the worst job you could think of? Oh, God, they must have been dirty dancing last night. They must have... They mu- it must have been a dance last night. When they night. knew there was a social that week, they must have just been like, ugh, I got I to gotta ask for that week off for sure. So, so there you, you were. You? Your, mother's, your mother's friend wrote Dirty Dancing. Was she cool? Uh, yeah, very cool. Did you think she was even cooler because of that? Absolutely. More, more because I was interested in show business. Okay. Um, but... Uh, so then I was at AHA, the HA Network. I was an intern on a TV show at the HA Network called The Big Room. But and please tell people that HA eventually became Became Comedy else. Central. Yeah, okay. okay. HA is now Let them Comedy off the Central. hook in case like, they don't like know. It, the name of it was HA. <laughs> and then they were like, that's terrible yeah. to yeah. say the word HA. So What's on HA tonight? No. Right, what's on hot? Well, there's yeah. a, isn't there a comedy club called the Ha Ha Room or something? Yeah, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Which is so irritating. Yeah. Like, Very irritating. To be told what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, ha is not ever really ha ha. And that could also be mistaken ha. for like a karate channel, like <laughs> ha ya! Yeah. That's the Ha Ya Network, yeah. So, uh, I was an intern on a show called The Big Room, and the concept of The Big Room was to have young, cool directors. Like. Dr- like Mario Van Peebles. Okay. Boy, oh boy, time, was he looking for yeah. a job. Well, he had di- just directed the movie New Jack City, which mm-hmm. was a very popular yes. film at the time. Since were some of the other ones? He's the one that really stands Did out. Did anybody break? Like, was Spike Lee? Because Mario Van Peebles had no. that moment, but then no. that was it. No, he was yeah. the big name. And um, directing Borscht Belt comedians doing their act. Wow. So, um, who came up with this idea? The Ha Network. Network. Yeah, but you don't remember the like... Comedy was their business. It was, it was a legendary executive who was I, fired promptly right after I, the show premiered. I, I don't remember. Can you imagine trying to do that now? But it must I have been because that. Rodney Dangerfield was po- was popular. Like what was Jackie the... Mason. Okay. Do you remember do you yeah. remember the re- do you remember the Jackie Mason resurgence? Yeah. It was around that time there was a fact that he Jackie Mason had kind of re- somehow The toy. Was that him? Yeah, yeah like Jackie yeah. Mason had sort of re-entered into the zeitgeist of people being interested in him. 
Um, As we can only hope will happen to us when we're that uh, age. If only. Yeah. Wouldn't that so be great saw, if you got an extra bounce well, when you turned 80? Well, and Dirty 80? Dancing. And to be honest with you, yeah. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Dirty Dancing played right, a big role the, in uh, that. Right, of course. Dirty of course. Dancing played a big part in it. Um, and so I got to see all these amazing Catskill uh, comedians, uh, Borscht comedians, do their act in the Catskills at all these different clubs. I went well, they to, shot them in the clubs. In the clubs. We would go out to the Catskills every week we would shoot a different one they would and 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 it was sort of partly to kind of bring renew interest in the catskills and these great clubs that have such a great history in comedy were and they did, already in the decline by that point they were still oh, oh completely yeah completely. and did you know that minute that you wanted to someday do an impression of those comedians uh well let me first say that we went to brown's kutcher's the concord and one other, I can't remember it's the, the name of it. I saw Nipsey Russell, Ooh. Pat Murray, Corbett Monica. No, Jan Murray. Jan Murray. Corbett Monica, Pat um, something. If anyone knows Pat. Uh, someone saying his name? Anyone? No. Pat? Anyway. <laughs> Pat, 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 Pat Goyesha. Are you here, Pat? Pat Goyesha. Yeah. It was, it was really fascinating. Oh, Mort Saul. Wow. Mort Saul. Mort wow. Saul. And it was really fascinating because... I got to learn about some of the like formula of the of that era of comedy that and the a, rhythm of the jokes and well, stuff. Well, there's a whole yeah. shtick that they do yeah. where they come out, and a, lo- a big part of it is n- is nostalgia. A big part of Borscht Belt comedy is nostalgia. Is they tell jokes, but a lot of it is just remember what it was like when we were kids. Like it's literally just. 50% or more of the act is would be just me just talking about remember what it was like when we were in the 80s and we were teenagers although not unlike the trackball exactly five minutes and everyone goes and everyone just oh he's talking about this he's talking about this and and, and it's just nostalgia and I loved that yeah um <clears throat> And uh, are, am, am I done? Are we done? <laughs> like, should I? If you want to well, well, there, there was this one thing that really fascinated me so every, much. That's how every great interview ends. <laughs> well, and then they would do am jokes. I done? Well, are because we done? I don't want to overstay my welcome. And then they would do jokes. And then they would usually end with a song. A song that kind of re would sort of like reaffirm a positive message. Huh. So like it was sort of like we've all had fun here tonight. You know, like <laughs> oh, at the, you know, the act would end yeah. and then it would sort, would sort of be like, okay, but on a serious note, we've all had fun here tonight. We've, we've had some laughs. You know, I busted on some people. You, yeah. sir, I made fun of you a few times. But I really want to bring it down to one thing, which is like, and then some positive message. Oh, that's nice. Huh. Yeah. Like, so okay, why don't you tell us a little bit about Alan Shemper, and then we'll th- throw you out of here. Okay, so my without a song or a thank you. So my probably a thank you. Um, well, just just Alan Shemper, uh, who's amazing. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know, uh, in Wet Hot American Summer, Alan Shemper is the the, the MC He's a of the talent comedian. show. Who is a Borscht Belt comedian? <laughs> and yeah. he travels around to different camps. He, yeah, well, yeah. In your mind, he plays. <laughs> In my a, mind, he plays, spends the whole summer playing ca- different camps. Yes, like this is just his gig for tonight. Pretty much. <laughs> I love he that. He travels so much. around doing stand-up comedy, and he's sort of a he's sort of a summer camp. <laughs> and he legend. tells nostalgia well, jokes to the campers. Go, well, because if you go to even camp, though he's hundred years old, if you go to. Ca- 
if you do the if you go to camp if you have went to camp on the east coast there's like a circuit of performers that go around and it's like the guy that's going to hypnotize you and the the comedian we and the band had that. And, and and it's like they're here and they're sort of like celebrities on the summer camp yeah, the guy that's going to put himself in a giant bubble. The magician, the yeah. guy that's going <laughs> to. Um, so my, I had a doorman. The human cartoon. I had a doorman in my when I was living in New York in there in the nineties, um, on in, uh, in on Mercer Street in uh, in uh, excuse Greenwich me. Village. Yeah, not bad. And and he literally talked like this, <laughs> like that was what his voice sounded like. <laughs> And he would be like, Michael, how are you, Michael? This, you know, and he was sort of <laughs> effeminate, but, sure. but very, had a very deep, whatever that is, that's what he sounded like. On the anniversary of Stonewall, would he, would he bring it up? Would he like, would wear his like... Like, would he just be like, I'm wearing my pink tie Yeah, well, he would like be shirtless in the, in the leather <laughs> later house. Like, he would offer you some jam. Well, he would be like in a doorman's costume every day, but except for on that day, he would wear the leather later, the black leather sure, later hose sure. and the like... The, but he wouldn't mention the, it. No, he just, yeah. that's, what he, that's how he oh, dressed. Michael, uh, and like Doc Martens, and he'd be like, hi, Michael, you have a package. I put it in, you, you got a, 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 a UPS package. I put it in. Uh. So anyway, so uh, Alan Shemper was just that guy's voice. And then uh, like the jokes, the nostalgia jokes, which was just like bad. <laughs> but bad. all camp jokes. Yes, which all is so camp, funny. All camp jokes that an old yeah, person would yeah. tell camp jokes all, to yes, children. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, and uh, that, yeah. Those do you think are, we'll ever see any more Alan Chemper, or do you think it just has to live in our in our hearts and in our Netflix accounts for now? I never can't say answer. Never. I never can't say answer. never. I never say never. Michael, how will you be giving light this Hanukkah? <laughs> I think you just gave it. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, you shared uh, your gave, stories with this lovely crowd. I gave some money to Doug Jones. Oh, nice! nice. Uh, Doug Jones. And what I a decided, week! I've decided that it was my contra- contribution to Doug, Doug Jones that was the difference maker. Yeah, actually, literally, were, actually, you know, was like, I don't believe it. I won't believe. I it. I was convinced this country was halfway down the toilet bowl and was ready to get down the other half. Halfway. And now the the bowl is. Is full of beautiful b- clean water. Yeah. I would say the bowl, the bowl is, the, is, is plugged. The bowl has it water a- in it again, yeah. and it is ready for a new, a big new dude. I'd say that I'd say the toilet isn't working, but I have hope that it will start working again someday. Oh, I have more hope than I did before. You and me both. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh wait, speaking I, of giving light, I got a little. Something Dan's got for a little you. something for oh. you. We had to pay. Just we kidding. Had to pay him, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a little taste for Michael Showalter. Whoa! <laughs> that should get you a cab halfway home. I'll say. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Michael Showalter. Thank you. All right, give it up for Michael Showalter. Oh, I'll put this here. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need it. Um, what, what a fabulous fellow. Um, our next guest. Our next guest. Yeah. Are you guys ready for another guest? Are you guys ready for a little musical How about we interlude? switch it up? we got to change it up. Dude. I wanted to get the Berry Sisters. Uh, the Berry Sisters, a legendary group that used to play the, uh, the Catskills. Yes, terrific um, group. But I was a little disappointed uh, that they were unavailable. Um, uh, they're, they're dead, Dan. 
That's why they're not returning my calls, I guess. <laughs> Come on, we, it, it we, never hurts we to try. It never hurts to try. Written joke. We tried. Uh, anyway, instead, we got some actual living sisters. In fact, the living sisters. Yes. Uh, these are my one of my favorite musical groups uh, in in Los Angeles. Uh, they, you know, they've added the the Hanukkah song canon. Let's all just admit it's, it's vast. It's just shit. Yeah, it's a vast canon. We got we got like the song. We I were did too at the busy top. writing Christmas songs we to got make the dra- money. Yeah, we wrote all yeah. the good Christmas songs. Yeah. We didn't save anything for ourselves. We got the dreidel song, yeah. not really a song. Yeah. And then we got uh, Adam Sandler, whatever. Also not a song. No. Finally, we have a good Hanukkah song, and then we have another good Hanukkah song, and then we've just got a song. So please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Living Sisters. You said you couldn't stay too long, but then you stayed much longer. You said you wouldn't sing this song, but then you sang it stronger. And when I took your hand in mine, I said it wasn't for all time. But just like miracles, I find our life continues to shine. Oh, eight days and eight nights, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, light the candles burning bright, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, no one Hanukkah, Hanukkah, better than Christmas, don't you wish? Oh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Judah Maccabee was boss, so he potato pancakes with applesauce, Hanukkah. No one believed 
God, our new God. I'll take you out for chance. <laughs> right into it, man. We'd like, you know, no, fancy you awkward things in between, like a tuning. Can we tune? You got some. Can we do the tuning? You got some jokes. I was gonna say that Eleni's the only real uh, Jewish. I feel I like I'm an honorary Jewish. You're definitely because well, I knew the prayer. My husband's Jewish. She he doesn't know, know the them, but I do. So when we did that, like don't you something. wish that was it's actual like, genuine kind of <laughs> crappy snarky gentile snarkiness? It is. But yeah, I we love have some gentile snarkiness. Uh, please, well, is that okay? You're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex is, she's an honorary Jew and Alex is a wannabe. Yeah, right? I'm a wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for this crowd. Are you ready it. now? Yeah, I'm re- I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you out for Chinese food on Christmas Eve, just me and you. I'll show you how my people do a neon holiday, a cozy place in Chinatown that's always open all year round while other folks are homeward bound we'll take the streets they're empty four chopsticks and two cups of tea wontons for you chow mein for me your fortune says a big surprise just look into each other's eyes. You grew up on a farm somewhere with Christmas and Midwestern fare. But this year, let me take you, please, for Chinese food on Christmas. Chopsticks and two cups of tea Hot and sour soup for me My fortune says a big surprise Just look into each other's eyes That's so I never had a Christmas tree, Santa Claus or Galilee, but if you kiss me, I'll believe in the 
this Christmas Eve. Do you want, want to say a few words before no. we go on to the next song? I think we're good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Dan thanks. Crane, everybody, Lisa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. shoes off. I want to sing and rock and roll. I want to prove I've got a big I want to jump in the water. Take off all our clothes. I want to walk down to the boulevard. I want to buy a candy bar. I want to drink a gin martini Gonna jump in fire I'm gonna get bombed My baby ties me up in double knots My baby ties me up in double knots My baby ties me up in double knots Hey, hey, he's gonna loosen me up I wanna turn my baby's lights down I wanna sing him a sizzle and soul I wanna prove I'm ready to fight Now wanna jump in water Take off all our clothes My baby ties me up in double knots My baby ties me up in double knots Come on, in double knots, hey, hey, he's gonna loosen me up. My baby ties me up in double knots. My baby ties me up in double knots. My baby ties me up in double knots, hey, hey, he's gonna loosen me up. Not a, that was spectacular. That was special. Yeah, there are not three Talk more talented. Talk about giving light, Dan. I know. They just gave everyone, and they don't have to do a thing yeah. for the rest of Hanukkah. I love Those them girls, so they much. were fabulous. They're fabulous. They're the nicest ladies ever. And I don't know what ever. you call that Foley machine, but that was real work. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful artistry. Fantastic. Honestly, that was amazing. I think we should give yeah, them give another it up round of applause. Again, for the Living Sisters. Uh, for, for lending some real class to this night. You can find their stuff online. Yeah. 
it's a great Hanukkah and Christmas gift. If you know any goys, you need to give a uh, you know or whatever. Anybody would enjoy the Or a couple music. that's uh, like one Jew and a goy. Perfect uh, gift. Give them the um. And what better way to follow up such beautiful artistry than with the pastrami sandwich? The pastrami sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. The sandwich. Right. This is very exciting tonight. To close out our show, we are going to set a world record, okay? I'm a firm believer in the notion that everybody in the world can be the best at something. I tried for many years with air guitar and failed, but tonight we are going to set a world record. You're the best host of the Kibitz podcast. Thank you. That there is, that's, Dan. That's, so you've that's succeeded at something. You. You've yeah. succeeded at something. Uh, we're going to set a record for the most number of people to eat a pastrami sandwich in 60 seconds. I'm, I want to bring out Dan Rollman. The, the inventor and creator of Record Setter who will explain the rules. Yeah. Unclear whether his mother had sex with Howard Cosell at some point or not, but the blazer was born either way. That hey. is a networks. That is an ABC Wide World of Sports blazer. If I ever saw one, it's gorgeous. Should we call my mom and ask her about that? I Howard hope she Cosell? did. I bet Howard Cosell was a lot of fun in the sack. <laughs> I heard he was very just well more of my childhood ramblings, my yeah. childhood fantasies. Um, Dan, explain this to us. Sure. So I am the uh, CEO and uh, co-founder of RecordSetter.com. We are a newfangled world record organization that believes everybody can be the world's best at something. So we let people invent new world records. And tonight we are going to attempt to make Hanukkah history here Hanukkah at, the, history. at the kibbutz room. And so just to be clear, it is the most people to share a single pastrami sandwich in one minute. Yeah. No, so, yes way. No way, someone says. Yeah. So, did you bring this? You could have my bite. No, no, I didn't. I don't. I didn't bring the sandwich. Uh, it looks like this. Oh, I, I didn't order the oh sandwich. Gosh, oh, yeah. oh, oh! It Lisa like Grissom, the fabulous Lisa Grissom, ordered the sandwich fresh from the oven. So this is a. Uh, I'm not ago. gonna lie, the sandwich is a little skimpy. Yeah, it's a little skimpy. So what, what we did need you say? Is... It qualifies as a sandwich, Dan. Uh, yes. Does uh, it qualify as a sandwich? I weighed this. I checked the bread uh, uh, and meat measurements uh, backstage, and I am comfortable to call this an official pastrami uh, sandwich. Excellent. And, uh, and again, we are going to be setting a new world record category tonight. So we will set a bar so here. So nobody has this record as of yet. This is this a is new it. category. So exciting. But yeah. we will be making a video. We add it to recordsetter.com, and it may sound crazy. A group will find this video and break the record. So we need to get That's the true. bar. <laughs> As high we as possible. Yeah, we don't want to, you know, put shame upon the kibitz podcast. I don't feel like the adrenaline is pumping in this room. Yeah. <laughs> it's a world it's record. It's a world record. It's a adrenaline pumping. Let's make some noise. This is so exciting. Right. Dan, what, what explain the rules to us. How does it work? So we're going to go 60 seconds. Dan's going to pass this around. We'd like as many of you to take a bite as possible. We have official record setter world record patches for any of you who participate. Yeah, and we got a grand prize for the last person to have a bite of the sandwich. No, I think you're going to be the timer. We yeah. have... We've got this. The grand winner of the, the, the last person to take a bite, the courageous last person to take a bite, yeah. preferably someone that has a child in kindergarten and isn't worried about, they're always catching or losing a cold, yeah. depending on the day of the week. This is the spinagogue, okay? You know, you've, how many have played the game dreidel in here? Come on, admit it. And how many people have, have played the lackluster game dreidel? What a boring game. There's it's the nothing, worst game on No one can remember it. It's terrible. You wait, you wait for something to stop spinning. Yeah. This makes the game of dreidel 
actually kind of fun and interesting. So, Great tagline. No guilt, no glory. No guilt, no glory. Um, no. So the winner gets gets a, a Spinagog game. Okay, I will count it down. I will count it down. Dan, we need you near the first okay, uh, volunteer. I think we need some we need some music here. Okay, here we go. The most people to share a pastrami sandwich in one minute. A new a new record set or world record attempt. On your marks, get set, and go. One. My God, he's hogging the split up the sandwich. Split up the halves. Split up the halves. Split up the halves. The record has been set. Dan Roman will hand out the patches. I got pastrami in my teeth now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much thank for coming so much. this evening this to our first show. live taping of the Kibbutz. We want to thank our thank amazing. Our our, we want to thank our amazing hosts. Oh, I would hosts. say the Kibbutz room. Oh, the we want to thank room. Reboot. We want to thank New Roots. We want to thank Infinite Light. We want to thank Give Light, the initiative. We want to thank Jimmy at the bar. Jimmy at the bar. Who's from Southie. Yes. Buy him a drink unless he doesn't want one. Leave him alone. Yeah. Um, Moshe Kasher. Moshe Kasher. Michael, Michael Showalter. The Living, the Living Sisters. Sisters. And my fabulous co Dan Crane. And Dan Roman. All right, thanks, Thank everybody. you for coming. As my great-grandmother used to say. There's <laughs> no... What did she say? Uh, that's the way it is in a small, small town, town with a big population. population. Good night. Happy Hanukkah.